and welcome to episode 7 of the Entmoot podcast, the Battle Games in Middle-Earth podcast, all about the Middle-Earth strategy battle game. I'm Harry, and this is episode 7. And it's slightly different this week because it's not about a tournament. I know, I know, I'm... I'm throwing a bit of a spanner in the works because this podcast has until now been exclusively about me going to tournaments, uh, playing people at the Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game, interviewing them about the games and then coming back and uh, and having a bit of a chat with the winner of, of the tournament and uh, the person who's uh, run the tournament and what the sort of ethos and ideas behind it are. So that's all great, isn't it? And, and I hope you've been enjoying that so far. But this time is a little bit different because it's I'm going to be talking about a league. Now it's basically the same in so many different ways uh, this league uh, as a tournament except this is a slow grow league and the idea of this league which I've uh, basically set up myself uh, along with uh, the guys at Imps Gaming my local gaming centre here in Lincoln um, we've set this up with a view to basically encourage our local community to play the Middle Earth Strategy Battle game. Now, the Pedal North Fields box set came out last year and a few people in the local area picked it up and they really seemed to enjoy it. They got painting, they got into the game, they were reading the rules and all that sort of stuff. And then it fizzled out. The As with many uh, people who are kind of very invested in the gaming scene in particular in uh, games workshop um products they kind of move on you play a few games you go oh yeah that's good and then you pick up the next thing whatever it is whether it's war cry or whatever the most recent box set is so i'm i'm determined to make uh, my life easier by finding some local people who are willing to take part uh, in Middle Earth Strategy Battle Games uh, so that I don't have to travel to tournaments all the time and I can get my hobby fixed during the weeks as well. So I thought Slow Grow League is the best way to do that. So that's what I've done. I've come up with some basic rules uh, for uh, the Slow Grow League uh, here in um, in Lincoln with a view to uh, getting people to have a, I guess have an idea of how to build armies and um, to introduce them to most of the rules and profiles and um, things like that. So I've come up with a few special rules in order to do that. So uh, without further ado, let's get into um, how I designed the slow grow. So it was simple enough. I basically did a standard um, rules pack as it were uh, in which you a winner gets three points in the league, a draw is one point um, and that is that is simple and zero obviously for a loss. Um, then I decided I wanted to encourage people to do certain things now um, especially for new new people so the first thing was having your army painted and based in a game is worth an extra point so so already if you're winning a game and you've painted and based your army you're actually getting four points in this league which is great and uh, so it's encouraging people to do those things um, and obviously a draw is a good uh, as doubling its uh, efficiency if you if you paint your army so that's great uh, so obviously it's not going to be ultra competitive this league but Everyone really wants a, a reason to do something. We like to work towards something, so on. So uh, that's the first thing. Then I decided I wanted to award some points to encourage new players uh, to take things in their army that perhaps they might not have initially thought of. So, for example, um, I thought, especially in a slow-go league, it might not be the first thing you think of to bring a banner 
for example, especially because, you know, starting at 200 points, um, you're going to, you're going to probably go, well, I'm going to bring a banner at 25 points. That's that's ridiculous. So, so I decided, right, you get a point for successfully killing a banner bearer uh, when it can't pass the banner on to a friendly model. So this is important. So um, obviously uh, this means that anyone who's bringing a banner for, uh, because they know the uh, scenarios in advance, which we will get into in a bit, um, it means that, uh, you know, if you're killing those banners and you're doing it in a way which uh, you can't pass it on to a friendly model, A, you're you're learning a, a skill that's very useful in competitive play. Uh, killing banner bearers, very useful, uh, particularly when you can't pass the banner on to a friendly model. Um, so that's great. Um, and it also, it is imp- the implication there, of course, is bring a banner, uh, especially for the banner scenarios, which, uh, of course, we'll talk about later. Uh, so uh, that's one of the uh, points for the first time you do any of those things. So second thing is, um, so this is, yeah, you get a point in the league every time you do one of these for the first time. So another one was for successfully hurling and killing more than one model. So uh, hurling something and killing more than one model, that's great. So again, encouraging you to bring a monster and use some brutal power attacks, basically. Next one, one point for trapping and killing a monster. So here, crucially, trapping and killing a monster. Not just killing, trapping and killing a monster. So again, it, just by introducing that idea, it encourages people to think, ah, yes, uh, if I kill the monster, great. But if I trap it and kill it, even better. And it might teach them, uh, especially the newer players, hold on a second, if I trap a monster, I'm way more likely to kill it. So uh, great, that's good stuff. Uh, another one is for killing a model's, uh, sorry, for killing a mounted model's horse or wag or goat or fell beast, etc. So again, this is something that perhaps, especially again, new pe- new players don't particularly think of straight away. Is if you're going for Aragorn, um, say uh, you're fighting him in combat and you are having a, a few pops at him. Sometimes, and in fact a lot of the time, it's well worth chopping that horse out from underneath him first. So I thought, right, let's encourage people to do this by saying, you get a point for doing this. Um, so that's really exciting uh, for uh, uh, encouraging new people, I think. A great a great way of earning a point for the league, but also teaching people how to play the game. Uh, or certainly play be more competitive. The final two are about magic. Uh, one point for resisting a spell on a natural six. And one point for successfully casting a spell. So um, I guess it's a little bit harder for uh, you to resist a spell on a natural six than it is for you to successfully cast a spell. But I figure not very many people will be bringing magic, especially in the early stages. Uh, So uh, they might not successfully cast a spell. And, you know, you might get a lot more chances to resist the spell on a natural six uh, throughout throughout the league. So there you go. That's all the rules. Uh, then the slow grow itself I try to design the the games with a view to um, I suppose build up and, and balance lists uh, is the idea so uh, for the first few weeks this was three weeks um, uh, for the first points level uh, it's played two games with 200 points uh, army and the first game will be domination and the second game to the death so I guess the encouragement here is look if you want to bring Sauron well you can't because he's 400 points uh, but if you want to bring you know uh, a big hero and just a big hero or even a big hero and just a couple of warriors you're going to really struggle with domination but you might do really well into the death so again this is uh, trying to encourage players to think okay my 200 point army has got to have a balance of the two things the killy stuff but also a few troops to make sure you capture objectives and the same is true with uh, the next few 
So we've got hold ground and recon at 400 points. Um, so again, hold ground, that was something you really need some solid troops for to hold in, hold that centre objective, the more the merrier, I suppose. And recon encourages you to think about, okay, movement. I need to get people over to the other side of the board. Can I have something fast? Can I have something slow? So um, these are the main things for uh, for the first uh, first few weeks. Uh, the next ones I will include in later uh, podcasts, and um, because. There's a lot of games to get through before then. So um, that's the general gist of the Slow Grow League. Um, I really hope you like the idea of this. Um, I really appreciate any of your comments on the Slow Grow League and perhaps uh, what you've done in Slow Grow Leagues as well. So get in touch, entmootpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any ideas or improvements or or maybe you've done something similar, uh, I'd, I'd be just generally interested uh, to know, even though it's far too late now to uh, change the league rules. So, with that, naturally, despite being the organiser, or one of the organisers of the league, I thought, I need to get my army sorted. And I decided, uh, this was a long time ago, uh, that this started now, it's uh, almost two and a bit months, uh, two a bit months ago, I decided, I'm going to take Hobbits. And the reason was because... Uh, I basically, I just, I've never really played my Hobbit army. Um, I knew the scaring of the Shire was vaguely on the horizon, so I was thinking, oh, I might be able to use some new models if they're out in time. And also, I thought Hobbits, uh, pfft, they're going to be rubbish. And I really didn't want to bring an overly competitive army to the league. So that's that's the plan. So um, I will have a run through my list. Right about this. So the army list I decided to bring uh, is very simple. Uh, for 200 points, we've got Merry, of course, Merry Captain of the Shire with a pony and a shield because uh, Merry is probably the better of the all of the various different hobbits. I mean, Sam's pretty good, so it's Pippin, obviously. Um, but I thought Merry, he has the courage bonus, so I thought, right, that, that'll do nicely. Um, he'll be leading 10 sheriffs and two battling brandy books into into battle. Now, I know I apologise in advance for the sheriffs, the vast number of sheriffs. Um, I bought loads of sheriffs a long time ago, and I've just got way more sheriffs than anything else. So uh, I thought, right, I'm going to pretty much just use all of my hobbits. And I don't have a lot of hobbits, so uh, and I didn't really want to have to paint loads of stuff. So I had a lot of sheriffs already painted, which uh, I really like the paint job. I've done them all in like little blue jackets and uh, grey hats. So they've all got matching outfits, so you know which ones are the sheriffs and you know which ones aren't. Uh, the battling brandy boats, they're just standard militiamen. Uh, axes, I think, or an axe and a hammer, I think. Uh, they are actually just militiamen, but they're slightly better because uh, they're led by Merry and you pay an extra point for them, so they're five points each instead. The second warband is uh, Farmer Maggot with his dogs, three dogs, Fang, Grip and Wolf, I believe it is, and five Hobbit archers, of course, of course, and three more sheriffs. So there you've got, actually for 200 points, you've got a pretty big army. You've got the three dogs um, and the bows. So that is 11, uh, 11 in that uh, warband, plus Maggot's 12. And then in Mary's Warband, you've got 12. So you've got 23, uh, 24 models already. So this is big, big numbers at 200 points. They're all hobbits, so they're not going to be amazing. But, um, you know, that's that's the that's the army anyway. So that is what I took for uh, the 200 points 
army of uh, of hobbits for the first few games of the Lord of the Imps Slow Grow League. Now, um, I realise I'm recording this in an unusual uh, way because I've already played a lot of the games. Uh, I've already played the first few uh, rounds. But uh, before we take a trip through time and find out what happened in those early games, let's play a game of... Riddles of the Dark. So, dear friends, that was the riddle in the dark from last time's episode, episode six. And I realise it wasn't that long ago that episode six was out. It was only uh, a week and a bit, I think. So I haven't given you an awful lot of time. So apologies for that. Um, but I think it was also a very difficult one. I did try and trick you uh, a little bit and get some really loads of sound effects in that one. Lots of shouting, lots of uh, arguing and all that sort of stuff. But the answer was found by only one of you, dear listeners. Uh, so uh, I've got a few messages, though, so I'll just have a quick look through them. Sam Hoodie's been in touch, says, I was so confident I had it last time, and you got it wrong. Sorry, Sam. Uh, I think uh, I can't think what scene it could be. It says, sounds like could be Sam, maybe Frodo too straining, then a pile of wood falling, possibly the two towers, maybe Gollum wrestling, but likely completely wrong. Yes. I'm afraid you are likely completely wrong. You say, in short, you have no idea. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but Sam, thanks very much for getting in touch. Appreciate the uh, uh, taking part. That's what counts, except actually getting the answer right does really count. That's the only thing that counts uh, in this subject anyway. Uh, Nathan, uh, Nathan uh, Nathaniel Van Til, uh, you say, I'm, I forgot to respond uh, when you heard it last time. I immediately guessed the final count, but you say you know last week's. Uh, which is, I will give you the benefit of the doubts because you've got quite a few of them right in the past, Nathaniel, but do make sure you get in touch, entmootpodcast at gmail.com if you think you know this week's uh, one, which I'll give you in a bit. But anyway, on this week's one, you say also you think you hear Samwise and you think it might be Osgiliath and might it be someone, Damrod, shouting, Nazgul! You say, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but I can't quite hear it. I'm afraid, Nathaniel, you are wrong indeed, so apologies for that. But Benny Gonzalez has been in touch. Benny, you say, answer for this week, is it the master of Lake Town? Well, here's the answer. So absolutely, you are right, Benny. Well done. Uh, you say, hopefully I win, lol. Uh, as Benny, you win. You absolutely win. Uh, you get the grand prize of absolutely nothing, except the crowning glory of the fact that you are the only uh, correct answer holder for this week's uh, podcast. So very, very well done, Benny Gonzalez. Even though you didn't get what they say, um, you go, oh, 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 oh. Uh, you get Stephen Fry, master of Lake Town, uh, just sort of screaming wildly while Lake Town burns around him. He's piling treasure on his boat uh, and you're picturing the scene now. But what I, do, what I did a little bit cheekily this time 
was it actually is kind of a change of scene. So most of the sound you're hearing there is is Bard and family and uh, and various doors sort of packing up and uh, sort of moving around a lot, and it cuts to uh, the master of Lake Town on his boat. So uh, if you don't remember that scene, uh, go back and check that out in the uh, in the Hobbit films, of course. So uh, so in oh sorry, it'd be the third Hobbit film, I think. I think it's the starts with Lake Town Burning. Anyway, I, I may be wrong. It might be the end of the last one. Either way, I'm not particularly good at the, remembering the Hobbit films. But either way, uh, the answer is definitely that. I've got the clip there to prove it. Uh, but now, now uh, we'll find something a little, perhaps a little bit more doable for you. The next podcast is very, very soon. Um, it will be an Ardicon special. In fact, it may even be two episodes uh we'll see what i can do we'll see how i can manage to squeeze enough stuff out of Ardicon uh, to make a couple of episodes i'm thinking doubles and maybe singles but we'll see what happens but anyway the next episode of entmoot will have the answer to this riddle who speaks next and what do they say okay one more time i'll play the clip for you Okay, one more time, and then that's it. Entmootpodcast at gmail.com is the email to get in touch with if you think you know who speaks next and what they say crucially. And I won't take any half answers, even though Benny got this one right with a half answer. So with that, uh, we're going to go through the, the loop. And with that... We're going to go back in time to the start of the Imps Slow Grow League, uh, chuck some dice on the table, and start up a Slow Grow League with 200 points of Hobbits and some pretty new players to the game. So uh, with that, let's move on to the first game. Here, Mr. Robo, where are you off to? I can't stop, I'm already late. Late for what? I'm going on an adventure! So, game one of the Slow Grow League and my Hobbits, uh, well, it was... uh, it was an unusual game um, against some Easterlings. Um, well, first of all, Mike, um, Mike Fowler. Uh, so just give us an idea of what's in your army, first of all. So 200 points, what did you want to spend it on? Um, what I wanted to spend it on was a lot of models that were quite easy to paint. So I spent 135 points on Kamul uh, and then uh, two, two cavalry and five infantry. Okay, so you've got some cataphracts, you've got the movement, you've got the, the heavy armour, and you've got the lovely models, painted lovely, and you've got that big hero, magical hero. Um, did you, uh, I, worth noting, how many games have you played before this Slow Grow League? Sort, sort of one. <laughs> the, the introductory in the Pelennor Fields with a friend who's never played either, so that was a bit stumbly. So it's worth knowing that uh, you know, you're... you're complete beginner and that is the whole point of this league is to get people from 200 points get people understanding the rules and get also getting you knowing your army and understanding what's the strengths and weaknesses so in the game you uh, you started up you sent, sent everything everyone forward in a relatively sensible manner i got incredibly lucky in the first turn uh, with a bow shot that managed to kill a horse uh, an easterling horse uh, no, 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 not the horse, the rider. <laughs> so, so you lost one of your cavalry, so an eighth of your army was in the first turn. And then from there, it was, 
I mean, it was a slow process, but it, the, the hobbits really did drag you down, surround you, and kill you. Um, and I, I'd imagine, I'm hoping you're not, you're not too demoralised by this. I've not put you off the game, have I? No, no, I really, enjoy, I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, it was uh, Once I'd lost the half of my cavalry at the start in the first turn, it was really difficult because it meant that if I'd had three big bases, I felt like you couldn't necessarily have overwhelmed me in the, in the, to the extent that you did once there was only two of us. Mm. And obviously, you, you know, I think with Kamul, I needed to sort of see how he plays and stuff like that. So I'm not, I'm not regretting it or anything. It was really good fun. I really enjoyed it. Good. Well, the, so, so the matter, because you tried to, basically, you, you, there was a, it all hinged on uh, you kind of messing up a dice roll. I mean, I'd say messing up. Kamal uh, sensibly charged a couple of hobbits and called the heroic combat. Um, I didn't have a chance to surround him because I wasn't. I, I didn't have enough space and um, I didn't have enough bodies or courage for that for that matter. So really, it should have gone your way. You had t- the two dice, you had the fight value, but then it didn't go your way. And from there, I think that kind of sealed the deal really because it meant that I got. I didn't kill him or anything, but. Um, it meant that, that Kamal didn't do, deliver on the goods and I could, the next couple of turns I managed to throw a, throw a hobbit at you a couple of times and then slowly surround everyone. Um, and I think with this army against Easterlings, um, what you perhaps should have done is keep everyone together in a block because you sent the cavalry f- forward first and then the, uh, the infantry a little bit slower, which it, it could have worked if you'd, if, if you'd capitalised and you'd won those combats with the cavalry. But because the, uh, it allowed me to pick off different parts of the army and surround it with all of my, all of my bodies, and I guess, if, so if I say for the next game, in, in game number two, to take, try and keep everything together because your elite troops, again, especially against a horde like mine, will definitely um, favour being, um, yeah, being supporting each other, I suppose. So, and I mean, it might have helped if you had some pikes as well, which you didn't have, but that's fine because it, should have, it just should have gone... Uh, less one-sided than did. It ended up being 10... 11-0 uh, to me. So I did get all the objectives. I've got my, all of my dogs, sent them out on a mission to find all the uh, objectives, uh, running through woodland uh, and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, that would be my advice. Are there any lessons that you think you thought, oh, this is what I would definitely do differently if I was to do it the next time round? Um, I think I'm going to get some D6s that have got numbers higher than three. Yeah, that is true, actually. Yes, you didn't roll anything higher than a three, except one time um, when you rolled to, for the duel off, and it, went, <laughs> it was to roll a four to make me win the combat. So Yeah, that's, yeah that, that was bad. It's really difficult, because I think not, not having missile weapons staying in a block and sort of hampering my cavalry is, it just made me really nervous because I thought it just gives you extra turns to shoot me um, but yeah that is probably just sticking together using the terrain more um, I just charged through the middle avoiding the terrain uh, and I think that was a mistake yeah and I, I think you're right though because I did have three bows and although three bows uh, isn't that scary usually um, three bows when you've only got eight models and you've got cavalry that I can potentially take the horses out of that it becomes I guess I can see why you would separate your guys off and send them uh, quicker forward but um, they're, 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 yeah I, I, I would have gambled on it myself but then I suppose because uh, and, and kept them together but because I managed to kill a, a rider in the first turn or, or second turn or whatever it was um, I can understand your, your frustration but um, in terms of the, the development for your, your army and what you're planning on doing next when you're adding 200 points what sort of things are you thinking of bringing what, what, you, what have you got I suppose if you're to the game have you have you got 200 points what, what are you hoping for uh, I think I'm going to try and bring some more cataphracts uh, I quite like cavalry I like the mobility they offer you um, but with wet, with um, bows mm. 
that's that's the plan, I think. Get more cataphracts in there, and a, maybe a, a larger clump of of infantry, so they're not quite so vulnerable to a f- sort of freak dice rolls, which wasn't the case today. But yeah, I mean, I did roll a, an unnatural number of sixes to wound them, but then I suppose I had quite a lot of hobbits in the fight, so you were likely to see it. But yeah, I think uh, adding a couple of cataphracts would be great. Adding a few more bodies, meat to the army, because you've got a lot of points in uh, in Kamal uh, as a hero and. He's, he's a bit of an odd hero, really, because uh, Ringwraith is... is a, a, it's difficult for you to get your head around as a, in terms of rules, but also in terms of um, his role, it's quite difficult to use him, in a, especially in a small points game, because he's not a massive killer. He's not a massive magical caster. He's kind of a middle, middle-ranging Ringwraith. So, um, but, yeah, if he'd have capitalised on those kills of the Hobbit, I think you'd have been doing okay. But either way, Mike, I really hope that I haven't put you off the game <laughs> no. um, because it was a little one-sided. But um, yeah, hopefully as in your second game you'll, you'll fare a bit better having learnt perhaps some lessons maybe. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you, you've definitely not put me off. I really enjoyed it. Great. Well, thanks very much for playing. And talking thanks to a lot. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Thank you. So game number two of the Lord of the Imps uh, Slow Grow League uh, building up to the big tournament at the end of uh, in October. And uh, game number two, this was uh, uh, To the Death with My Hobbits. Um, and I'm against the Urukai of Matt. So, uh, just just give us an idea of what you've got in your army list. Give it, who, who have you got, and uh, and how many guys have you got for your 200 points? Okay, so how I start most of my eyes and guard lists is uh, with Lutz as my leader. Um, I don't currently own Saruman, so he is my uh, highest ranking hero, and he's he's fairly formidable unless he comes up against you know like the Emirs, Aragons, Boromirs. Um, but so I like him. He's solid, and at ninety points, he's fairly cheap. So that gave me one hundred and ten points left um, at this stage in the tournament. Um, I quite like my b- berserkers with the two attacks, the extra little defense bonus. So I thought um, I'll put two of them in there, and then eighty points. I went four four warriors with shields, four Urukai warriors with pikes, and I thought um, no range, no cavalry, but I've got a fairly solid um, infantry base, and with their decent stats. Um, and I'm not too low on numbers, so I thought it gave me a fairly robust force for a 200-point game. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so so in terms of that, you're coming up against Hobbits, which is an actual horde. I I can't remember the exact number I've got, something like nearly 30. Did you fancy your chances when you you saw them on the field? Because Hobbits are notoriously squishy and not great in combat. So, yeah, like, no, having not played against them before, um, and I... I had the only horde army I've really played against is the Goblin Town, and um, the way that game went down was they uh, I held them off for a while, and it was a bit of a slaughter fest before. But as the game went on, and the odd combat got one from the goblins, and they broke through my lines, suddenly I was getting surrounded. So I knew uh, being surrounded a lot, you know, could be an issue for me because you know I'm only about uh, half to a third of the number of the models. So. Um, I, th- I thought it would go right, but I started the game sort of having one big blob. You know, all my guys ran up the, the ball together, trying to defend from uh, the few missiles coming in. And I w- but um, I was sort of being... Those sneaky hobbits were kiting me round the board a little bit. So, um, yes, as much as uh, four-inch movement hobbits can, <laughs> can yeah, do. As much as they can, yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I got a couple of, couple of good shots in early on. I think, did I kill a berserker at one point, with did, a, um, which was, which was really important? Him, yeah. And, um, and but then you, you, you kind of divided your guys up, which I think you didn't want to do, but then you ended up doing anyway because I had two blocks of troops, which yeah. might I think might have been your first mistake. But I think your main mistake, because um, you're you're only new to the game, yeah. Um, so you know you, this is how many how many games do you think you played before this? Like four, five, something like that. Uh, not more than six. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the main thing I think that you probably didn't 
and could have done better was Lurtz. You've, there was a couple of turns that you chose to fire arrows with Lurtz. Yeah. And Lurtz is an absolute combat machine. And against Hobbits, you've got three attacks and strength five. He'd have just churned through my guys like butter. And um, I took advantage of the fact that you you kind of left him back a bit. And so I yeah. kept him kept him back by throwing him a Hobbit every so often and sucked out his might in a couple of turns. And if, if I... If, if you'd played with Lurtz in the way that Lurtz wants to be played, like literally just chuck him in, get him into combat, he'd have churned through my stuff and I'd have had no chance because all I have is Merry who can heroic strike and he can maybe hold him off for a couple of turns, but it's not going to do much damage. So um, in the end, the game came down to an 8-0 victory to me. You've got Lurtz and a pikeman left and I've still got lots of hobbits. They managed to surround all the troops and chop you off. I knew I was never going to kill Lurtz properly, I mean, although I did get a lucky wound in the end uh, to bring that tally up. But I just avoided trying to get Merry in combat except that one time. And then uh, it ended up being a victory. But I think, I think do you, next time, I think you definitely need to use Lurtz. He's, a, he's an absolute beat stick, especially at 200 yeah. points. Uh, I mean, I've got another game. Uh, my next round opponent I know is against... Uh, Moria goblins of a similar number, so I've got I've got my my practicing against the hordes, and it was like you were saying. Um, I said as I was doing it, the lurts thing, yeah, it was probably a mistake, and that's something I'll I'll probably um, change my strategy with next game. But I always said like I didn't really want to split my block up, but just the way I was having to chase the hobbits round, I kind of opted for a bit of a pincer movement, but it, it did backfire just with their sheer numbers. They sort of then. It was like a trap, and they just enveloped me. It, it uh, was just a few yeah. traps, wasn't it? And and I got I got quite lucky in that um, uh, one of the berserkers went down um, to a bow early on, and then an, another berserker went down after I surrounded him. And <laughs> but, and they're the yeah. ones that are going to really do the damage because they got the two attacks, so they can really chop. And yeah, also with that special rule as well, with the with the uh, spinning, you can do like a sort of spin yeah, around thing and kill everyone. I, um, had I rolled uh, the six, I mean it was it's a hand and a half used as a two hand. So I was down to fives. Um, so had had you not rolled a six on uh, any of your dice, and I and I did, um, he could have taken out maybe five hobbits in one, one fell swoop there, which would have really turned the tide of the game. But unfortunately, yeah, with t- two berserkers, one being shot early doors, and then the second one uh, <laughs> just uh, going death by Club a thousand to death. cuts. Yeah. yeah, death by a thousand clubs. Um, yeah, it sort of it sort of spelled the game out a little bit there for losing such my fighting prowess in uh, yeah in and, such an early way yeah and after that because I just had the weight of numbers I could just surround people and trap them and just keep yeah. trapping them until I eventually got the sixes to win hero Urukai with a shield though <laughs> who uh, who survived about four rounds of combat shielding most I think he took one down. And then uh, failed his courage and decided to get out of there. Yeah, I think that was a shame, really, that he didn't get that last turn. Because last turn he was going to be up against six hobbits again. He'd been up against four or five every turn for the last few turns. Shielding and valiantly uh, fighting him off. But then decided to, uh, once he'd uh, finally broken with the Urukai special rule, that uh, he decided, actually, I'm going to call it a day. He's he's had enough. (laughs) He's done his time and wanted a break. But, yeah, no, that's a a battered shield. We'll get him a nice new shiny one. made of vibranium maybe <laughs> well good luck in the rest of the uh, the slow grow league so you'll be adding 200 points to your army uh, after the next game um, what what do you think you could add is it just going to be loads more bodies or maybe a hero or what do you think I'll be, I'll be honest the jump to 400 is the one uh, that's conf- I'm not sure about most because by 600 I kind of want I want my troll in and I'm thinking of adding uh, Vrasku with a contingent of crossbow rooks in but I'm not sure I kind of want them both by 600 I'm just not sure the best way to to add them round in uh, maybe I will add my troll for that 
you know, he'll get surrounded, but he's quite fighty. And then for the 600, um, I'll have a few more bodies, so I'll be able to get the, my bow limit will go up, so I'll get a few more crossbowmen in for the 600. So I think that might be the way I do it. Definitely worth adding the trolling, because there are special uh, points, for, uh, bonuses in the league for being able to hurl models for the first person you know, to hurl something. A few ho- tossing a few hobbits around this game would have uh, would have been handy, but yeah. It certainly would even think, well, either way, it was a, it was a great game, and I'm glad you enjoyed it, because especially a great way of starting off the, uh, the, the hobby, having some small games and just pick, learning really how to use your your early characters as well is a great way of just just picking up the game really well. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, Lurtz is a staple. So learning how to get the most out of him for my troops is definitely one because you were yeah you were able to get my might out of me in the the less than yeah it wasn't the best use of them but I I kind of had to do it in the situations I was in. So yeah, learning how to use Lurtz, seeing as he is really the the linchpin of my army especially at these point games yeah well good luck in your next game and uh, make sure alerts chops up lots of goblins i will definitely cheers. cheers thank you so two games into the league uh that was weeks one two and three of the league uh 200 points of course domination to the death and uh, the hobbits doing all right doing all right they've got two wins under their belt uh, i'm happy with that of course um but of course as as you've heard these two uh players were uh, were beginners and that is absolutely fine. And um, you know, I I, I didn't. I, I I'll be honest. I didn't try to destroy them. Um, I wanted to just have a friendly game, um, but it did end up going quite well for me anyway. Uh, but anyway, so that means we move swiftly on to games uh, three and four, and uh, for the next few weeks we'll be playing with four hundred points. Uh, so I've got to add 200 points worth of hobbits or uh, alliances, as you'll find, uh, to my army. So um, I had my Merry and uh, Paladin, uh, sorry, Merry and Maggot warbands, but I need to add 200 points of extra stuff to this. So uh, context, Hold Ground and Recon are the next game. So Hold Ground, of course getting into the centre and defending it. Hobbits, notoriously not great at defending stuff, what with Defence 3 pretty much across the board. And Recon uh, getting across the board, although it's uh, four foot by four foot, they've still only got tiny little legs, bless them. So uh, really going to struggle here. But I'm going to uh, show you my list and uh, maybe we'll uh, chew through the the potential downsides for the, in, in a second. So uh, we're going to have a Merry, 10 Sheriffs, and four battling brandy books now. So he's got a, a, almost a full war band of 14 hobbits. Uh, he's a hero of valor, so he's 15. Then we've got um, Farmer Maggot, three dogs, five bows, and three sheriffs. So that's pretty much the same as last time, uh, the war band. Then we've got a new war band of Paladin. Paladin Took. Very, very good. Very excited about Paladin Took. Um, uh, with his little walking stick. I think it, it's a club or something. It counts as pretty good, actually. So, um, Anyway, so Paladin, he can knock people over. And uh, he has five Tukish Hunters with him. Now, Tukish Hunters are uh, just archers, but they're fight value three rather than two. Um, I think that's right. But either way, you pay a point extra. So so they're six points, actually. So they're the elite, most elite uh, guys I've got in the force, which is interesting. Then I'm going to finish off with three extra sheriffs um, for that warband. So that means in total I've got something like, I think it's 16 sheriffs I've got in total. So lots of sheriffs. Love their little hand-and-a-half uh, clubs so, or staffs or whatever they call them. Um, so you may notice calculate, doing your cal- calculations that I'm approximately... 120 points off 
Now, I actually don't have many, if at all, any hobbits left to paint, certainly that I don't want to, other than the heroes. So I'm going to be filling out warbands in the next couple of times with the likes of Pippin and Sam and um, Lobelia Sackville Baggins, people like that. And of course, Fatty Bolger, who I've horrendously, I, I can't believe I've done this, I've, I've actually excluded poor old Fatty from, um, the, from the army so far. But don't worry, he'll get a look in at some point soon. But first, I'm, I'll be honest, I was thinking I need some kind of hero just to do some damage, you know? I mean, I've got, not got a lot of hobbits, and if I'm going to have not many more hobbits, I wanted a hero I can do some damage. And I also wanted to paint up a very new model that I got on a made-to-order recently. So I got myself a Halberad with the banner and the horn, so that fancy one that goes on eBay for, or used to go on eBay for like a hundred and something pounds. Pick one of those up, and I chopped up an old Halberad as well, giving him the horse. So I've got the slightly weird old Halberad with a banner, uh, accompanied by the slightly cooler made-to-order uh, Halberad on foot, which takes up 120 extra points. So that brings me up to 400 points. Now, for hold ground... I'm. Uh, I'd, it obviously depends on who I'm playing um, in the league. I've got to play. I know I've got to play both goblins and um, elves in the next two rounds. So we'll find out who's who in a second. But um, either way, hold ground. Maybe if I'm against goblins, I'll do okay. Although I do, I do think that he's got a cave drake. Elves. Uh, elves are pretty tough cookies. And and the player. Although he's only very new to the game, he's doing very well. Harry is in the league, so uh, maybe you need to look out for him. He's quite sensibly built his army. So um, either way, this could be very interesting. Either way, this could be very interesting in the next couple of games. How do I hold ground with hobbits? I really don't know, because on the one hand, um, you kind of want to avoid combats too much, because hobbits notoriously weak in combat. But equally, if I'm just standing there, I'm going to get picked off and... Do I wait for them to get to the objective and then surround them? Uh, I really don't know. I d- honestly don't have any strategies for that. Recon, similar. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, which I will definitely have to do, is send off the dogs. Uh, send three dogs off. Uh, sneak around if I can. Get them off the board. And if I can get them off the board and just stop the uh, the opponents getting off the board, then that will go really well. So uh, I think, I think. But that's the only kind of move I've got. I don't think either of the players I'm playing against have uh, fast-moving things other than just the fact that they're faster-moving than me in general because I only move four. So we'll find out. Anyway, back to the table for games three and four. It's game three of the Imps Lord of the Rings Slow Grow League and I've been battling with my hobbits and accompanying Halbarad uh, against a legion of elves led by Harry, uh, Harry West. And uh, Harry, first of all, can you just describe your army, give us an idea of what's in there? So I have um, a Haldir and a Lothlorien captain. Uh, I have four spears with shield, um, 11 swords with shield, five bows and two Galadrim court guard. And you've got a mixture of shields and spears, and yes. it's pretty filthy. Yes, it is. It's, uh, <laughs> I tried to get as many points as I could for uh, models, so uh, I've got 24 in total. So, 
Yeah, which is pretty good. Again, even though I've got uh, my numbers, I, I sort of I'm suffering here in the sense that I've got nothing that is even competing again in fight value wise. Halbrand's only fight five, so he's only drawing combats against the elves, who of course have the elven blade. So uh, this was we're playing hold ground in this mission. So the maelstrom and battle deployment was all all over the place, and it literally was for the hobbits in the sense that I had three warbands scattered all about. Although your army was divided, I think it perhaps worked out better for me because I had, uh, worse for me because I had more warbands. So, um, in terms of what, that first deployment, what what did you think of the setup, and and how are you how are you fancying your chances from there on in? Well, when I got to pick one of your warbands, I wanted them as far away as mine as possible. So I put one on the uh, west side, um, and the other two I I did want them together, but um, unfortunately I had them separated. But I kept all bows with Haldir in one uh, warband, so I was able to from the start. Um, shoot down a couple of your warbands straight away mm. and you got to pick where that one went and you put it behind one of the pieces of terrain so I was a bit stuck to movement first but I think it worked out for me in the end to be honest I think I think in the end yeah you, although to be fair your uh, rolls for the um, bows considering you had about seven or eight shots um, it was it was pretty unlucky for the first few turns but then there was that one turn when you actually got you made up for your luck and suddenly you'd wiped out a whole warband of hobbits and I was I was playing on the back foot I mean to be fair whole ground getting hobbits although I had the numbers um, the, the, the long waddle towards the central objective really really made it difficult for me yeah i think with my uh, movement six i think it just helped am- uh, amazingly and then i think with the um woodland creature i think although we both have that i think it helped out uh, both of us very mm. very much in that one yeah it wasn't hampering you um because uh, getting and you had the speed advantage so it wasn't really an advantage for me so and um, so in terms of the the ways things happened so halbarad was uh, delayed i had to spend some might to keep him from being put in a bad place and uh, so he ended up actually only coming on with one or uh, i think it was one point of might in the end which was uh, really quite frustrating but then he basically just had one point of might left to strike up and we failed the strike against haldir and then went down in a, a blaze of glory and for from then I was really thinking oh I've got no big hitters I don't have the numbers to bear anymore because uh, the way the deployment was I was spread so thinly uh, and eventually went down to a 12-0 loss for the Hobbits uh, considering I've been uh, doing all right in the first couple of games and um, I was I was thinking fancy my chances but I was always scared of the elves because all you need is a, a six and then you've, you're smashing Hobbits on fours it's pretty pretty brutal, brutal those poor dogs <laughs> yes I, I am definitely an evil elf player <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah we decided you get the one, two, three for the uh, for any roll-offs. And um, but I'm intrigued uh, for your for your army. And um, did you did you sort of f- are you are you always a bit a big elf fan, or uh, was this just a, a kind of a competitive idea? Or what 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 can inspire the list? I like elves um, really quite a bit. So I always wanted to either go for high elves or um, Lothlorien. So when um, I decided to jump in, I thought not a lot of people play Lothlorien compared to high elves. So I just picked that. I don't play competitive. Uh, this slow grow is uh, the first time I've played in Lord of the Rings or Middle Earth. So I just went for looks and uh, I enjoy painting them. So I've gone for a different colour scheme as well. Yeah, they're absolutely glorious. You've got a beautiful blue uh, cloak with uh, sort of creamy trim and you've got the little leaves scattered on the bases and things like that. So you clearly clearly put a lot of effort in and they look absolutely fantastic. And, and it's amazing actually because and the couple of players I've played so far who have also been um, relative beginners, your grasp on the game has been uh, a lot more advanced than uh, them. And I think perhaps maybe you've just taken to it particularly well. But and what, what is 
is it about the system that A, attracted you in the first place and B, that you like now and is keeping you playing? I think I've always been a fan of Lord of the Rings since I've been growing up, so there was never a point where I didn't want to play it. Um, I, what I like about the game is that you don't have to move your units in a group you can move them wherever you want mm. and I think you're just rolling you don't have to check too much on the I love the um, to wound hit uh, chart so I think all round it's, it's an amazing game really yeah I, I totally agree and what I, although you're uh, sort of still only just getting a grasp of things like the heroic actions and I think personally I think that that's what makes it stand out in the kind of way that heroes interact this is uh, fantastic and I could see over the game when you were doing strikes and you had heroic strength and you were wondering whether to use that and it seems like you're slowly getting a grasp of those sorts of things as well. Yes, definitely. I think when you first start off, you have to read definitely read the rules. So when you're trying to figure out a certain scenario where you're either one against one or three against four, and then trying to make sure that your your six-inch bubble around that hero will affect what you want it to do, you, you it's interesting to play because it for me it's very thematic as well as just being able to do something different with your units i think it just makes it amazing yeah it's a fantastic mechanic and um and, and i suppose this slow grow league in many ways it's it's great for a for someone like yourself who paints beautifully um which means that you can slowly build up that army from 200 to 400 to 600 and and uh, but also great for people like you who've not played very many games you can pick up the the basics starting when you've got your elf captain then when you introduce how you're picking up strikes and things like that so it's hoping that, um, that it's working out well in terms of uh, introducing you to the game yes definitely I, I like the idea of coming from 200 points up to 600 especially with the elves with them costing a little bit more point wise that when I come into my 600 points it'll be interesting when I add Ke- uh, Celeborn in so adding a bit more hitting um, heroes in um, I, just, I just think it's a really good game to progress from 200 to a thousand points because you you can change all these uh points values and the um war bands you take but being strategic uh, strategic as well it helps build your game even more and makes it more enjoyable especially when you've seen it grow and the models that you finish painting is are just there and it's it it shows that your your efforts have uh been made well yeah and I, I think what I, I like about it in, in terms of the, the slow grow league is that um, I've, I've never really played a 200 point game and I haven't played very often at 400 points but I think just in the fact that we've been playing well two hours um, shows that, that this, this uh, it's kind of scalable actually and, and um, hopefully you'll find that when we get to a thousand points it's also scalable because you'll have some massive monsters and lots of big heroes and it'll be really thematic yes it might take longer but it'll be really thematic so, um, so you say you introduced in Celeborn yes. have you got any other big plans for a thousand points um, we may see an alliance with uh, Fangorn or Ooh. or High Elves um, with Gil uh, Gilgalad wow so bringing um, some big hitters then either a, either an Ent or a Gilgalad so I think that's pretty good yeah I think uh, it'll add something different to the uh, to the Elves and maybe some Cav as well so Well, Harry, well done on the 12-0 victory and well done on uh, A, a a beautiful army and B, playing it uh, well, especially considering this is still in single figures in terms of how many games you've played. So, bravo. Thank you very much. Thank you. Enjoy the game. Okay. Game number four in the Imps Slow Grow League. We've gone up to 400 points. I'm against Ian. And we've played Recon. Just first of all, before we go into anything else, just give us an idea of what your army list is. What do you have and what big gribblies do you have in the army? So in my army list, I've gone with a cave drake purely because it's it's large and it can do some damage. 
the rest is pretty much made up of black goblins with about 10 normal goblins uh, with a black goblin uh, shaman and the goblin captain as well for my heroes so so you've got completely three maxed out warbands, although they're um, shamans. But you are about 13 points down because you, you can't fill yeah, anything else. I can't else. fill anything else because I can't get any more heroes in because I am maxed out on my numbers. Because you wanted the cave drake, really? Yeah, that's pretty much why I wanted the cave drake. I wanted to throw some stuff around. And uh, in terms of how the game developed, I mean, we had a couple of... Because of its recon, we've both got very slow-moving armies. You sent your cave drake smashing in forward, sensibly, I think, because, you know, cave drake against hobbits... You fancy a chance, as I thought. I, th- I bet you did. I thought I was going to at least throw someone, maybe dismount Mary. Was really my goal was to eat Mary, but uh, yeah, that didn't really happen. Yeah, and and I guess I guess maybe this is a, a this was a learning curve for you because Halbrad, you perhaps didn't realise I had heroic strike. Well, it was it was more of the fact that I think it did come down to the priority that lost the cave Drake for me. Is he was in a good position. If I got priority, and that has been miserable for me for this game. So. Yeah, I don't think you did win a priority until maybe the late, the sort of certainly the second half of the, the game. But either way, so early on, you charging your cave drake sensibly forward into the hobbits, hoping to smash into them. But then, uh, you, although we sort of, I fired some arrows at you and threw some stones, pretty ineffective. Maybe one wound off, I think, early yes, on. Yes, very early. Um, but uh, eventually, there was this scene. We've got some terrain in the middle with some woodland and some um, some mausoleum type things. And uh, I, I just got this kind of bottleneck where you, wouldn't, you weren't going to be able to charge me and hit too many guys. But, um, so you might have got three in this little gap no, here. You used the terrain very smartly. Mm. You, you made it so I had to split my charge. So I wasn't able to get into full effect with him. And then obviously because you had that position, we're either playing Ring of Ring of Rosies around the terrain or I had to stand out and hope to get the, uh, the charge myself. And it was just going to be down to whoever got the charge off because your hobbits, obviously, they can, they can get around me a bit quicker once they've taken out my... Uh, out, out my range. Yeah, although um, a little guy called Hattie Dragonslayer did oh, play Hattie, a role. Hattie Dragonslayer, so, yeah. So I sent forward a, a standard Hobbit militiaman who had a hat, and I said, right, let's send him in because I want to hold up the Drake this turn because I, I didn't want you to charge that turn. Um, so I, I charged him in, and he managed to valiantly um, just... Beat the. Well, he, he caused a wound, I think. I Did think he, he cause was, it? He Maybe. was the first one to cause a wound. He stabbed me. I, he, I, I stabbed. He I stabbed. Got, I, I backed off, and then I got uh, mobbed by the rest after yeah. he walked off. So in that, and then because that was the turn that I, I managed to get, just get everything around it, and basically sent in uh, the big guns. Halberad charged in. We got um, uh, Farmer Maggot with his two-handed weapon. Lots of sheriffs all going two-handed. Yeah, they're very, they're they're surprisingly powerful. They they they're quite scary. I wasn't expecting them to be able to take down the Drake in one round, but yeah, yeah with with Maggot especially, he is quite strong. Yeah, for, for a Hobbit with uh, that just farms for a living, uh, he seems to be surprisingly strong. Yeah, and I good mean, in combat. He's strength three and he's got the two-handed weapon. But I mean, you've yeah. got what six wounds, so uh, six you know wounds defense seven as well. So I was hoping to tank it, even with one fate. You know, one fate is what it is. But I was I wasn't expecting six wounds or five wounds because you'd already stabbed me once yeah, so to be taken yeah that, that was kind of brutal but because I managed to get the trap because of the way the combats around you work uh, I, I think it just it just meant that poor old Cage went down and from then on 150 points you were you were really suffering I suppose yeah well with the Cage trait going quite quickly without him doing anything and it's like I think if I was going against anyone else that wasn't Hobbits, you wouldn't have had the numbers to surround me in that fashion. So I think, yeah, definitely being surrounded um, got rid of the Cave Drake a lot quicker. Um, and having, 
with your uh, heroic combat as well, which suddenly then meant or you also were beating me on uh, fight value. Fight value. Yeah. Suddenly, as soon as one six is rolled, that's it for me. Yeah, you and know, with all those it. dice and the banner as well. Yeah, the it sheer was... number, you were going to get a six in there. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, this isn't going to go well This for isn't going to go well. So the, so the strike went, and but then, uh, of course, I'd, at this point, I'd sent Farmer Maggot's dogs up the edge of the board you knew yes, you weren't going to catch him no. so I've got the three off uh, the board but you had a squad of uh, goblins coming up this obviously quite crucial set of goblins and I never really got a chance to do anything to them other than fire about four hours a turn it, at them. yeah it was a couple of hours getting peppered at them and but you know given the fact that the shield ones were defense six goblins are surprisingly defensive you were needing sort of sixes to take them out so I was hoping that I'd get you know maybe sort of four off or at least part of that band off or maybe you know, draw you away from the Drake yeah. and draw you from the rest of the army uh, as well. So, and I was hoping to outmaneuver you. Your hobbits are quite slow, so it was hoping that I'd be able to get them out before yeah. you could. But I think just because of the length of turns that we had, um, the, the I managed to whittle you down slowly. I got yes. maybe th- I think yeah. I got three kills in total, and then there were three left just as they were about to head off the board. But crucially, the the melee in the centre where everything was going on. Um, I slowly managed to whittle you down and just managed to break you in the uh, penultimate turn. Mary had gone down to a miscalculation yes, on my part. Yes, I, th- I forgot that you'd heroic move rather than normal moving, so I thought, oh, I can pick off a goblin archer here, but actually it turned out you rest of your archers surrounded him, which was a bit foolish on my part. But yeah. it meant that we both killed each of his leaders. Uh, the goblin captain uh, went down fairly early on. But then the broken moment when you, you, you broke and suddenly the goblins start running away like nobody's business, in particular those three goblins in the corner, right though. Right at the end, yeah. I that, mean, was, that was annoying. Three goblins right at the end, needing eights to stay. All three of them made it the first time round, yeah. and then we re- suddenly realised that if I could hold out for one more round and they survive, we'd make They'd it a be draw. Off the board. Yeah. It's, it's equal to the three dogs you took off. Um, and then you didn't manage to kill enough to stop the game instantly. So they were able to go and only one of them failed. The other two managed to succeed. One of them failed and that... And that, Basically, it lost me a lot of points. That, I still think it would have gone to you, but it did lose me points. Well, I think that would have that would have given you an extra three points. I think because we'd have both got Obviously, three off, been, so it would have been equal. So actually, it, it would have been, been a draw. it would have been a dead set draw. But instead, it was a six three victory to to the hobbits and uh, allied uh, Halbarad, which I mean I, I, I'm quite proud of because actually that. Uh, considering I did manage to take down a cave drake during the game, the, the, the hobbits did drake extraordinarily was, well. Yes, I, I think the cave drake was uh, the turning point as well. But you were you were using the scenery very well um, as as well. You were you were hiding things where you needed to hide it. Your archers were getting too good views across me, so I had to slow my movement down because uh, obviously my guys right at the end were only about an inch away of getting off the board. But because I had to start moving diagonally to try and get away from you, if I hadn't done that and charged forward, I would have mm. got off the board. But then but again, then I might risked... not have had the same amount going through. Yeah, so. you might have risked another death from the Hobbits. Yeah. But uh, MVP for you, uh, I think I know who, who did a, absolute, played an absolute stormer. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen uh, Gundabad Shaman do something quite as effective as that, but that tremor was absolutely in- insane. Yeah, well, I saw what was happening uh, and I thought you were going to line you guys up in the combat surround the few goblins I had left and I was thinking if he lines them up right I can go in with a tremor and really hit hard even if it knocks a load of people down even my own guys as well which it did um, I was I was determined to get one a spell off because I mm. wanted to cast a spell and two I was thinking if I can break 
a line there that's going to really take a chunk out of your hobbits and break you, hopefully. Well, it, it did exactly that. Seven hobbits went down. Um, you broke me in one go. Yes, you killed yeah. a couple of your own guys as well. But um, like you say, and in this Slow Grow League, we're giving points out for doing special things like magic and uh, killing a banner before... Uh, uh, killing a guy with a banner if they uh, uh, can't hand it on and yeah. things and barges and, and hurls and things like that. So loads of little extra points just to encourage people to uh, who are new to the game to try and uh, try and do, do some of these new fancy. things. Yeah. yeah, try it out. Try everything that the game can offer because there's no point in just playing with your bog standard. You might as well try everything like banners. Some people might not thought of even bother taking banners mm. but now there's a reason to and you know I took the cave drape because we've got one of the abilities of throwing people yeah. so I wanted to throw someone which I didn't get to do maybe next game but Maybe no. next game. Well, Maybe either either way, in it was a fantastic game and really tense right down to the wiring up to that last Up's courage last check. One, yeah. So important. Anyway, yeah. thanks very much for the game. Appreciate right. it. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Harry. So, of course, a bit of an unusual situation in the Entmoot podcast this time. So, although I spoke to Ian, uh, of course, from the uh, Imps Gaming Centre, uh, where I'm playing all these events at, um, although I spoke to him, uh, he's not. He's kind of organising the league, kind of is, and I kind of am. So it's a bit of a mix. Um, but we haven't had a chance to talk to the winner of the league yet. That is, of course, because there are still a few games left. So uh, coming up, we still have a 600-point list uh, to play against and an 800-point list twice, two games of that, and then finally a thousand points and that should take us directly up to my tournament the lord of the imps uh, tournament in october so um the reason that's the reason i've chopped it so uh, finally here because um i realize it's going to take some people some time to uh, build up the 800 points and the thousand in, in particular so that's uh, it's going to be exciting i'm really excited to uh, to play those the rest of those games especially uh, working out how on earth to do a thousand points of hobbits i think we might see a creeping uh, contingent of dunodyne rangers um i've been meaning to paint those up for a while so we'll see what happens but either way uh, very exciting four games so far we've got four games left so uh, there will be a part two to the imps slow grow league coming soon to a, a podcast t- near you but it may have a few other entmoots in between either way thank you very much for listening to uh, another entmoot podcast uh, the next one will be Articon special there'll be a couple of episodes of that i think or it might end up being a really long bumper episode i haven't decided yet um either way that will be next uh, so only a couple of weeks time so uh, look out for that hundreds of people from across the world all traveling to manchester to take part in the biggest middle earth strategy battle game tournament in the world so really excited about uh, going to that and taking by you'll hear all about that uh, in the next couple of podcasts Uh, But in the meantime, uh, enjoy your games and may your dice ever roll sixes. And of course, (laughs) boorarum.